considering that that, that that it's the same joke every time, the Great Pumpkin hasn't shown up yet. Yeah. And he's not going to, stupid kid. Ha ha, with a dumbass. <laughs> I don't know. See, I feel like it's funny when Snoopy shows up and he thinks he's the Great Pumpkin. Okay, that, 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 that part is pretty funny. I was gonna say the other my other favorite part of this is like him writing a letter to the great pumpkin and Charlie Brown's like I don't think he's real and he's like hey when you stop believing in that fat man who brings you presents or whatever kind of on Christmas your dirty whore mouth Charlie Brown that 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 was pretty funny to me rewatching that. Welcome to Idiot Block, a comedic podcast critiquing, discussing, and analyzing the media industry through reviews, debates, and historical deep dives. Hello, welcome to another episode of Idiot Plot. I'm David Yash. Joining me today are my co-hosts Alex Overall. I got a rock. And Justin Nightstill. That's right. This is gonna be a weird episode. I, I'm not quite sure how we got to this topic, but we're but since it's this it's kind of like the season, right? We're we we are talking about the Charlie Brown peanut specials. Halloween, Thanksgiving, Christmas, all the other weird ones that you probably haven't seen because they are not classics at all. We're gonna talk about a bunch of them today. But before that, I wanna give an update from, from last week. So last week episode we, we talked about Dune and me and Alex started a little bit. The, the, the bet being whether or not Dune will make more money than tennis. I'm gonna have an update for you guys a week later. So the results of the of the bet determine that if Dune makes more than Tenant, I have to watch Beverly Hills Chihuahua Three Viva La Fiesta. Correct, Alex? Yes, that is correct. That is the full <laughs> correct title as well. And and if Dune fails to beat Tenant, then Alex has to watch Pink Floyd The Wall, which I'm sure. A lot of you were like, but that's a good movie, though. Nah, I, I picked it for reasons. <laughs> I kind of regret picking it now. I kind of wish I would have. I, I wish I would have picked Wizards or another Ralph Bakshi film. <laughs> but that could be for the next the next one if I lose and I try and get you to watch Beverly Hills Chihuahua Three Viva La Fiesta again. Well, honestly, how hard we we are laughing at this at this bet thing. I think this won't be the last one. I, I think we'll be doing this again at some point. Um, but for the update. Right now, Dune is at $303 million gross, which means it needs about 60 mil more in order to beat Tenet. However, it's open in all major territories, I believe, and Eternals is coming out. As of this recording, Eternals actually comes out t- today. So next week, we might know if it's going to hit or, or, or if it's done. I'm not super confident we'll know for sure by then, but we might. So we're going to actually wait till it's out of theaters because what happens if it just like crosses that line just a little bit? <laughs> I, th- I think we'll know because it'll start coming in totals of less than a million. And at that point, it's probably done. Yeah. We're going to release it 3D. Do something. James Cameron. <laughs> Help. Yeah, like I, I honestly thought you were gonna, gonna gonna going to win, Alex, until I saw that had, that we were wrong and it had already opened in in China in the UK. Well, I knew I knew it had opened. I, I was just like it was doing well there, but I forgot about Eternals. Like everyone should. <laughs> <laughs> but but we don't know. Like I, I think it's gonna gonna be close, right? Sixty mil. I mean, hell, it it might beat it or lose by only a couple million. Yeah, you you can kind of like with legs you know with word of mouth you can kind of just 
hang around theaters and get there in a way that like and some of those like bond is still making money slowly fast and furious did for how long like just like hang around but we will see where it gets that's the update 60 million go ahead justin it's gonna be a photo finish yeah, it's going to be. And you're going to know who loses because they're going to be screaming into a mic. <laughs> um, but honestly, I'm not going to do it with Eternals because I think Eternals is going to beat Tenet for sure. But maybe. But honestly, the Will It Beat Tenet game is actually probably something we should have been doing this whole time. Yeah. Well, I mean, for all the talk that it was a failure, it's just like still made more money than a lot of these films. Mm-hmm. Even films that weren't on Max or didn't have streaming options. Yeah, like, I mean, maybe more than Black Widow, right? Yes, but that had Disney Plus, so it's kind of hard to determine. I think they counted They counted that money or somehow. I don't think they did. Or at least the first weekend they did, and then they were like, actually, you know, forget it. <laughs> they were like, never speak of this again. I mean, Shang-Chi only beat it by about $50 million, which I think is interesting. Yeah, I almost at this point expected uh, Eternals will again get the stupidly big MCU opening, <laughs> and honestly, I feel like it'll make less than uh, Shang Chi because that at least had like good reviews. Eternals will have a ridiculously high opening weekend this weekend, and it will buy them out by next week for sure. Yeah, I have a mm. sneaky suspicion it's going to drop quite a bit the second weekend. My hope is that it like drops hard, and then like like hap- what happened with... Uh, was it? Yeah, Black Widow ended up behind Fast and Furious again later. You know, so like that... I'm hoping that happens with Dune. Please, see, what you, see, Alex, what you need is for people to... For friends to go see Eternals, and then when they're like, their buddy are like, oh, let's go see Eternals. They're like, no, that movie sucks. Let's go see Dune again. <laughs> Alex needs to like to get some expendable cash and just start buying up whole Dune theaters. <laughs> can I can I trade can I trade in my AMC shares for <laughs> Dune for if it's sold out Dune, uh, Dune screenings? Just to try and bump, you just try and bump those numbers, pat them out. Let's fudge those numbers a little bit. We need to pump those numbers up. I need them to re-release Tenet just to mess with you. <laughs> That'd be hilarious. That was playing for a solid like eight months. Yeah, it was out for quite a while. Playing for eight more, there's still nothing out. Anyway, that that is your weekly Dune bet update. Well, I'm sure we'll have more next week. Eventually, we'll have have a winner. Who knows when? But let's go on to kind of what we watched over this past week. Uh, who wants to start us off? I'll go. I have been what I've been catching up on Archer. I uh, is that show still going on? <laughs> I don't. I I think this is like the final yeah. season or whatever. But I, that's not where I'm at. I'm like because I stopped watching after the Sunset Boulevard season, pretty much. So I've been kind of catching up on Hulu, and last couple seasons were actually quite good. Basically, we went because last I saw Archer was in a coma, so also they got to do a lot of fun stuff like Dreamland, which is basically them in the. The 30s and 40s gangsters and everything and the next Archie season really cool for the past like six seasons like i said i've fallen behind i'm trying to catch up <laughs> <laughs> and then i watched the danger island one so i thought they were it's been a while since i watched archer because it kind of that see the sunset boulevard season i kind of i kind of liked it kind of didn't and so i kind of took a break and then i found him on hulu and i was like i'm gonna re gonna catch up and it's, they've actually been really good it was refreshing to come back to all the good jokes 
it was fun seeing him in different time periods playing different characters somewhat i can feel alex trying not to interrupt you to to, to yell at you okay because I, I know his opinion on archer we've talked about this is this when i go yeah go ahead well, well i know because both yes, me and you were both unhappy about kind about yes, more it, recent seasons yeah see like yeah i got to the point like actually i keep forgetting this show exists and that i actually really like the first four seasons i think i believe it was the first four because then uh i watched archer vice and that was so painfully terrible that i never watched another season <laughs> and then once i heard that like it was just archer and nicole for how many years i'm like oh wow they're milking this now apparently like the last few he's been like they've actually continued the story and now like it's gonna end soon which is like oh you've actually gotten back to making the show after the career yeah i just could not watch anymore after archer vice it was it, i thought that season was just painful <laughs> I liked the season after Archer Vice, when it when it was back to Archer for like a season or two. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've heard that that was pretty good. Just like yeah, I've heard it's good things. But then they went into all the different story. Like it became like an anthology show. And at that point, I was like, yeah, I maybe one day down the line, I'll I'll catch back up. But this isn't even the the, the same show anymore. Yeah, I mean, I I was I've been enjoying the little kind of the feel of it being like. Um, wait, an anthology kind of feel, but because I, like to me, Archer seasons one through four are some of the funniest. Oh yeah, most things ever. Yeah, I, I love those. Like especially, I mean, like the episodes where he ha- after his diagnosis and like just all of those ones are so funny. The one where they go to space. <laughs> <laughs> That's really good. That's a really good episode. The one with the, with the trailer park boys. I think it's 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 the one where they like there's like an oil tanker or something. There's the one where he gets yeah, to live out. His, the pirate. There's the one where he gets to live out his dream of basically being um, Burt Reynolds <laughs> driving across country. I also love the, the, the bit where it's revealed that, that Bob from Bob's Burgers is Archer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, it's a really funny show that just kind of the the creator just kind of went nuts. And FX just kind of lets you do whatever you want, as we saw with Kurt Sutter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, I mean, I, I want to see how Archer ends. I'm sure one day I will. That was basically why I was kind of... Wa- I found it and I was like, you know, I haven't watched it since the one season. I'm like, I'm going to see how it continues. But I know that the creator also left. So I'm curious what that means for the show's quality going going further, too. And honestly, he might have had to leave just because he was the one that was doing all the anthology stuff. But at the same time, we've seen with tons of shows, comics especially, once the creator leaves, the, the characters usually get way too wacky and weird and stuff. Mm-hmm. Veep's a prime example of that. Hopefully Archer doesn't go that way. But Alex, how about you? What do you have for us? I w- had the chance this past weekend to go see the new Wes Anderson film, The French Dispatch, which is what it's about. It's a little, you know, iffy on plot because it's basically about like this news, like this newspaper magazine kind of company. But like they it's like the special section of the paper. That's the word I'm looking for It's a section of the paper. And like the guy who runs it dies he's this older guy played by bill murray he dies and like it's about all of the like different sections of the paper for like the final issue and then so it goes into like an anthology of like i believe three different no i uh three or four different stories within that it is four um and 
you know, Wes Anderson style, it's a lot of fun, kind of snappy. I do think it's missing that, like, strong emotional core of something like Grand Budapest that, like, makes it, I mean, that film is incredible, but this is still a good time. The stories are all very entertaining. They tie together well enough at the end that you feel like, okay, like, it wasn't just a bunch of random stories completely. It, like, ties in enough by the end. It does like that central push, but, you know, it's what you'd expect from Wes Anderson. It's fun. It's creative. Uh, it's interesting. The characters are smart. Uh, so, yeah, I had a good time seeing it. I love Wes Anderson. For some reason, I have no interest in that movie. <laughs> and I've seen a lot from it. Like, the Alamo Draft House had, like, a special animated short that I'm not sure it's in the movie or not. Uh, what happens in it? It's like the, it's basically the, the, the titles to, to the movie. Oh, no. <laughs> okay, so, so there was no animated titles to it? Well, like, there was, like, a title sequence, but I don't think it was animated. Okay, because I saw an animated title sequence, basically, with Alamo. It's just... The anthology film part of it was, like, I don't really have a lot of interest in that. Like, I, yeah, I, I, I like I, I've liked some anthology movies, but I, I want there to be kind of a, you know, story. Like, each individual story is interesting, which also helps it, and, like, it ties together a little bit at the end. It's not a particularly strong tie, but, yeah, it's enough of one where I was like, all right, you know, it was... and it's a good enough time but i do think it is hard to advertise in like trailers and stuff because i saw the trailers and i'm like what the fuck is this about <laughs> because it's it is prob- like those different pieces it's probably not gonna make a bunch of money but it's Wes anderson so they'll fund it anyway because it'll win a bunch of awards <laughs> yeah i mean the cinema the cinematography was excellent the visuals you know is what you would expect from him it's very colorful and and fun um, there is an animated sequence in the movie that, like Grand Budapest with the ski chase, was one of my favorite parts, just because, like, it's very funny. Well, Anderson's big on animation. I mean, his animated mo- mo- movies are actually pretty good. Fantastic Mr. Fox is great. I Love Dogs is great. I mean, most of the stuff he's I've seen of his has been good. I have not seen Moonrise Kingdom. I have to rewatch that because I remember not caring for it the first time. I mean, I mean, Grand Budapest Hotel is perfection. I still need to see oh, that one. Absolutely. Yeah, that movie. <laughs> watch it. <laughs> uh, Life Aquatic is just okay, and and I do believe that Royal Tenenbaums is slightly overrated, but I have to rewatch it. I agree with this that. This is also I, I agree that it's a little overrated. This basically has like every actor who's ever been in a Wes Anderson movie. But they, but <laughs> he uses the anthology. Other Wes Anderson movie. That's true. <laughs> like Wes Anderson just recycles the same like fifteen. Well, I think Owen there. Wilson. Like Owen Wilson, I don't think was in Grand Budapest, was he? Yeah, he was like very briefly, I think. Oh yeah, okay then. Yep, yeah, it's true. It's just like it is for there. You know, Adrian Brody has a mustache. It's what you'd expect. I, I know <laughs> Bill Murray was in Grand Budapest for like a second. He's in this for two seconds. <laughs> He's in like two scenes. Yep, almost is in it for very for very brief cameo. Is Willem Dafoe in it? Yes. <laughs> he's in everything now. Honestly, he should be. Yeah, he he deserves to be. Yeah, he's in this for like it's just a bit part, but it's a very funny bit. So like, well, because, you get your you get your fix. It's because Will, Willem Dafoe, you could argue, is one of the most underrated actors ever. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Dude is so I good. Forgets. He has an, he like he's so good in everything. He has an Oscar. Like people forget. 
Well, because he actually has range. Like everyone know, knows him as the crazy weird guy, but stuff like Florida Project and other movies where he actually plays like normal human beings, he's great at it. Yeah, he he's good at anything, you know. I mean, and you, like yeah, what? like I mean, Platoon is what made him famous originally, and that was playing like the sane person in that movie. <laughs> I mean, can you blame him? It's just kind of how the way he looks. It's like you kind of expect him to be a little deranged. <laughs> I think he just is, because Jeff, because he went to Appleton yeah. High School, and according to Jeff, our our friend, he was expelled for making porn. Oh jeez. Oh yeah, actually, I heard him talking. I heard I heard him talking about that. Like I saw an interview with him about why he dropped out of high school. Because he was making freaking porn, <laughs> <laughs> which is the most wonderful thing I could possibly think of. Um. Anyway, for. <laughs> For mine, me and my wife watched, for, for my first time, she's seen it many times, but we watched for Halloween, Pan's Labyrinth. And I'm going to catch some flack for this. I think it's a great movie. Fantastic movie. I do, I would consider it to be a little overrated only because I'm not the biggest fan of Guillermo del Toro's style anymore. He makes like the same movie every time. And it's frustrating. I love Guillermo del Toro as a person. Like, you hear him talk in interviews and on bonus features. Dude's so intelligent. And dude understands film more than most people, even probably in film. I mean, guy, I mean the guy just loves what he, what he does. But he's so self-indulgent. Like, holy crap. <laughs> Which I think me I think me and you have talked about that a couple of times. Yeah. And, that, and that's partially why he... He's known for the films he doesn't make more than the films he does make. You're like, oh, wow, this project would have been so insane. It's like, yeah, but it was too, like, self-indulgent and too, like, insane to ever get made. Mm-hmm. But, like, At the Mountains of Madness, Hellboy 3, Justice League Dark. Bunch of stuff that he talked a lot about, and it's like, yeah, I don't make it anymore. Hobbit. Um... Which I'm very curious about is how hot movie with Ben Penn's Labyrinth is the movie that made him like super huge. It's it's not what I thought it was going to be, but not necessarily in a, in a bad way. Story of a young girl in fascist Spain whose mom is about to marry, or maybe it has married. Well, she's pregnant with the with the son of a of a captain in Francisco Franco's fascist military and her mom travel up to this cabin where he's kind of stationed at and while she's there she's visited by this mystical creature called a fawn she's told that she's the princess of the underworld and has to do three tasks in order to 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 claim her place in the kingdom so it's this fantasy story told under the idea of, of fascist Spain and more so the, 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 the transition of Spain from, from democracy to fascism. Um, there's not as much fantasy in it as I was expecting, but the stuff that's there is beautiful. The, 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 the costuming, the makeup, the British design, top, top tier. Like, it, it's gorgeous. But that said... I found myself was interested a lot of the, the, the not fancy stuff, which there's a lot of. And it has that Guillermo del Toro self-indulgence that we talked about, where it almost results in a, in a story that is so jumbled and messy because there's just so much going on. 
that like like the character B plots have just as much screen time and importance as the A plot. So it's hard to know what I'm actually supposed to care about. Because we spend so much time with this dang doctor trying to decide what side he's on in the war that we, that we forget about the mystical goat man. <laughs> and, and, and the daughter and the, all, all, the, all the fairies magical shit. It's a lot more fucked up than I, than I thought it was. I will say that. It's a fairy tale, but in the classical German sense. Oh yeah, where it's dark as hell and it's not sun shines and rainbows. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're, it's not really happily ever after. It's 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 very violent. It's the one designed it's to like, scare uh, children. It's like uh, Belschnickel. Belschnickel, or, or the Family Guy one of the boy. It was the German one. It's like there was a boy who sucked his thumbs. His mom told him told him to stop sucking his thumbs. But he kept sucking his thumbs. So he so so he cut off his thumbs. Now he has no thumbs. Good night. <laughs> <laughs> it's still a really good movie and I'd say it's a must watch but but I do think that I watched it and go yep that's why Guillermo del Toro doesn't make a lot of stuff <laughs> he's so smart and he's so good but he's so weird and he seems like he's unwilling to compromise a lot he wants to make his vision but doesn't understand his vision could be quite expensive or a little too crazy it says something well he doesn't believe in basic story structure he's talked about it in interviews he doesn't believe believe that which i kind of agree that when we teach storytelling we uh, we we almost all times obsess too much about that stupid graph pyramid thing with the equilibrium and saying action rising action climax return to equilibrium that that kind of thing we we do obsess with that quite a bit yeah but i mean no one does it to an I, th- I think like the the like you know the parts like equilibrium and like the the you know falling after the climax that kind of stuff that doesn't always happen but what definitely happens is like first act second act low point conclusion well, like that's the big that thing is he doesn't believe like in that extra that he uses it <laughs> well he well he you could argue that pan's labyrinth doesn't follow that because he believes that the fairy tales specifically don't necessarily have act structures but like i i don't know i, I would have to watch it to see but i almost guarantee it like at least loosely fits into into that very loosely i would say i, I would say just, just because it becomes more of a jumbled up mess more so than his actual intention um yeah, yeah overrated but not terrible anyway on to the main topic of today's discussion charlie brown <laughs> can't believe we're talking about this but charlie brown so it's that time of year where normally families would sit around the tv and watch for sure watch the charlie brown specials for halloween thanksgiving and christmas obviously we can't do that anymore because apple said no 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 <laughs> It airs them like once once a year now on PBS with like no marketing whatsoever. But just to bury it. Thanks, Seth. Thank you, corporate overlords, <laughs> no, for your generosity. Basically, it even says like like Charlie Brown. It's the great public Charlie Brown airs for, with for the generosity of Apple. It's like, dude, this has been airing. This is this is older than Apple. The special doesn't be way before Apple was even a thing. Oh hail! But any, anyway, I think part of it is Apple knew that they fucked up and like by taking that. Away. I remember seeing petitions going around with like, sign this petition to get Apple to let it air on TV. Well, that won't do much, but they did. Which was the smart PR move, right? Was it was aired on PBS? Even if it's buried, people will be happy. But anyway, do we want to start talking about these? I guess. I mean, before we talk about the 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 the, 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 the specials, how familiar are the two of you with the Peanuts franchise? 
I know of the specials and I've seen a couple movies. That's about it. I, uh, I mean, I've seen, you know, kind of the, the main core specials, but I mean, I would watch like the Christmas one every year, the Thanksgiving one, I think most years. Halloween was once in a while. I mean, this, this year, Sam and I watched it, but like, I haven't like seen it in a while. Uh, there's some that like, I feel like I've seen that look familiar. I was definitely really into Snoopy stuff though. So I had like stuffed Snoopy, you know, I would watch like, I think some of the Snoopy shit that I can't remember. But I know, like, I like Snoopy a lot. <laughs> did you, did either of you read the comics a lot? Never read any of the comics. There were comics? That is, it's what started out as a comic I'm joking. Okay, you better, you fucking better. <laughs> I know, I've, I've, read, I've, like, seen some of them, you know, like, newspaper and stuff like that, but, like, I, I didn't, like, seek them up, but I know just, like, I've seen some of, like, the, you know, the comic strips. They've been forgotten, and I would say for arguably good reasons. They're really wordy. Like, they're not funny. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of, they've like, got nothing on the special. It's, I mean, some of, them, some of them are funny. The early ones are funny. The, the later ones are, like, more philosophy well i've read a lot of the super early stuff because i, I tried my, my, my library has the entire peanuts collection published by fanographics so i tried reading through it and they're so dry but they were successful which brought us to so do we do we want to talk about these specials in order from when they were released or do you want to talk about halloween thanksgiving christmas however you want to do it okay well let's just start since it's just been halloween let's start with great pumpkin jelly so this is when we fight <laughs> this, this, this is when we fight this is we can we can, we can get right out of the way because that this is this might be my, my my least favorite of the big ones just because there's really a, the, the lack of a story through line the line is great pumpkin stuff to me is just boring as hell yes i mean see, them, I, I i mean them trick-or-treating and Trevor going, I got a rock. Still hilarious. <laughs> yeah, this whole town's just trying to screw him over. Still amazing. <laughs> like, that's still funny. I think what I always liked about this one was just the Red Baron sequences. Just the yeah, and like, yeah, he ends up, yeah, like, uh, running around the whole area. It was really funny. The part that but, vividly is in my head is is the sequence where him, where he, it's the dog fight. And it's just flashing colors <laughs> and gun noises and, like, weird camera angles <laughs> it's ter- it terrified me as a kid it terrified me but honestly i feel i for me like besides it i mean it being really funny like i feel like the through lines work like there's the you know waiting in the pumpkin patch thing but then at the end yeah his sister goes and gets him and brings him back like there's enough like emotion like emotionally strong moments i mean it's not like the christmas one but you know like that's hard to top i think and you know i think the thanksgiving one is also funnier but i still really like the halloween one i understand why the halloween one is so popular i just again for some reason for me i just i I don't like the Linus and the pumpkin patch stuff. Yeah, it's probably the worst part. Maybe because it's, it. it's too 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 much cringe humor. Probably. For me. It's, it's just weird. I agree because as a fan, of, I'm not a fan of cringe humor. So, considering that 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 it's the same joke every time, the great pumpkin hasn't shown up yet. Yeah. And he's not going to. Stupid kid. Ha ha! With a dumbass. <laughs> I don't know. See, I feel like it's funny when Snoopy shows up and he thinks he's the Great Pumpkin. Okay, that that, that, that part is pretty funny. I was gonna say the other, my other favorite part of this is like him writing a letter to the Great Pumpkin, and Charlie Brown's like, I don't think he's real. And he's like, Hey, when you stop believing in that 
fat man who brings you presents or whatever kind of on Christmas. Your dirty whore mouth, Charlie Brown. <laughs> that, that 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 was pretty funny to me rewatching that. Like I don't think it's a bad special. Don't get me wrong. No, there's worse. But and I understand why it's a why it's a classic. I just think of all like the all time classic specials, that one I would argue is overrated. Even though there's some genuinely great great more, it, it has what all the good peanut specials have, which is that really good slice of life feel, mm-hmm. where you, you truly get the sense of this is kids being kids, and 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 and, and I like that quite quite a bit. I do want under I do want to know how Linus got the idea of the Great Pumpkin to begin with. <laughs> Like, are his parents just punking him? <laughs> yeah, that, it's, yeah, it's probably his parents. Either that or his sister. Dude, dude Lucy, I know I shouldn't say this word, but Lucy's a bitch. Here, like, I have this si- signed contract that I will not pull the football away. Pulls it away. It wasn't notarized. <laughs> like, like do you want to talk character. about, like, the most unlikable characters in anything ever? Lucy from Peanuts. Yeah. Oh, this was released in 66? Wow, I didn't, I didn't know it was that old. Yeah, they're older than my parents. That, that, I see, that's that, also that. But like one of the other things I like speaking about Lucy is that the, this is one where she actually gets like a decent moment of not being like mean to everyone. Yeah, at the end. Yeah, I, she actually is like nice to her brother at the very end. She's mean to Charlie Brown the whole freaking time. Oh yeah, and Snoopy. Charlie Brown shows up to Halloween party that Lucy like Lucy had no say in the invitations, and she's like, "Why are you here?" <laughs> See, Charlie, there was a list and a, to invite and a list to not invite, and you apparently got put on the wrong list. Wow. <laughs> it, I mean, it, it's still a good good special, but I would say, since we're coming up on Thanksgiving, to me, the Thanksgiving one, I, I enjoy it more. It does lack, I'd say, even more plot, th- plot follow-through than Great Pumpkin even does, but I think that the joke, especially it's with just Snoopy, so funny. are here. <laughs> What was that? I think it's just, yeah, it's just so funny that it doesn't matter. Like, that one to me, like, that's definitely the funniest one to me. Like, that special is just hilarious. All the kids with their own little, little, little Thanksgiving. Well, yeah, all the jokes with Sno- like uh, Snoopy setting it up and all that stuff are just so funny. Mm-hmm. Well, and the whole premise that Peppermint Patty is basically starting a party that Charlie Brown didn't even know existed. Like, like it's it's a really funny setup that, that continues the tradition of Charlie Brown specials. And I think Peanuts in general. Because Peanuts, I, I, I get, to me, Peanuts is about, which Great Pumpkin doesn't have a ton of, at least it's not the focus because Linus is. It's supposed to be about Charlie Brown kind of getting picked on, but always kind of doing what he thinks is right. And we see that, I think, less and less as these go on. The, 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 the more popular that they got, even though Thanksgiving still has that. Lure. He's trying to make everyone happy by doing the Thanksgiving party, even though he didn't know he was supposed to do it. Let's see, there's just not a lot to talk about with this one, just other than that the plot's really funny. Because this is the yeah, one... Main point, main point is, it's good. It's <laughs> really funny. There's much less plot to it, but yeah, the jokes are just too good that, yeah, to me, it's like my number... It, it's like if I had to pick one to watch for fun, it would be this one well to me this one's interesting because it's the one that i heard i hear talk about the, the least but it's the one i've probably seen the most because we watched it for sure every thanksgiving because 
I think it was the only one too that actually aired on the holiday normally. Because normally Halloween and Christmas would would air before the holiday. I I feel. Yeah, because they're kind of assuming like you're not there, you're doing other stuff probably. <laughs> Versus yeah, like the Thanksgiving one, like yeah, you're probably you probably have the TV on for football anyway, so just put it over to peanuts. Or <laughs> or on Christmas, they're like oh they're too busy watching the Christmas story to watch this. <laughs> Well, well, PBS one was always, I'm sorry, the Thanksgiving one was always weird because on ABC, they always, they had that special, but they always aired it with like this other Thanksgiving one about the Mayflower that's extremely depressing. Wait, I've seen that one. (laughs) Yeah, I don't remember it at all, but I know I've seen it because, yeah, I remember a peanut special talking about the Mayflower. And it, it does not pulling punches like, like it has all the details it goes like in depth of how many people died how they died it's really like why is this yeah, dysentery <laughs> like the oregon trail oh uh, i'm gonna make it oh not dysentery but why is it as a charlie brown thing educational purposes i mean i mean it was part of the the, the series this is america charlie brown which i watched a bit in school um even, even though it, it was just as bizarre as a lot of this but that that one for sure i remember because we watched it actually once um like that because because normally it would be we watch the, the main special turn out turn, turn the football right after that but for some reason we decided to watch the whole thing and good god <laughs> that was that was a mistake like, like how could the one be so happy but the other one be so depressing perfectly balanced as all things should be <laughs> Well, and that's we'll talk about later. Charlie Brown and depression go hand in hand. Yeah. But to me, even though I don't think it's my favorite Christmas special of all time, I do think that even to this day, Charlie, a Charlie Brown Christmas is like the magnum opus of, of that entire franchise. Yeah, for sure. I mean, like, yeah, it's like, like I said, I think Thanksgiving is the funniest one, but like, I really can't argue against Christmas being the best one because it's like completely iconic and like emotionally the strongest one by far. Well, don't they even like sell Christmas trees like the one in Charlie? In this yeah, which kind of defeats the purpose of the special. <laughs> because the special is all about how commercialism kind of has, has ruined Christmas. Yeah. And they and so they, they responded by selling the fuck out of that special. <laughs> but, which, is a, which is a huge issue with Peanuts in general, right? At least an issue that I feel. Uh, it might be a jump discussion a little bit. But it is weird to me that Charles Schultz wrote this special that talks about you know how consumerism has unless somebody's gone way too far and how we lost about baby jesus and stuff we lost that meaning of christmas but then you look at how peanuts has been marketed throughout the years let, let compare it to have you did you guys read calvin and hobbs as kids a little bit a little bit yeah bill watterson refused to license the those uh, character care characters on like anything like spielberg even went to his house asking to make a movie and he refused so the guy could have made millions of dollars hundreds of millions hundreds of millions of dollars because Kevin Hobbs was huge he could have made so much money if he just gave the rights for toys for all this stuff Charles Schultz didn't have that problem it arguably went too far because like yeah you had Snoopy plushes like I, I had plush Snoopies too Alex I think every I, yep. you had you had the TV specials greeting cards books movies snow cone makers frozen meals <laughs> life insurance um, he was one of the uh, balloons in the per- Thanksgiving Day Parade. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. Everywhere. Like Charles Schultz raked in money. I don't think it cheapens the value of, of the Christmas special at all, like, like to me, but 
I, I do think it's hilarious just how present. Like, why is Snoopy on life insurance? That's kind of weird, right? I'm not the only, only, only one that finds that a little odd. Mm-hmm. It does, yeah, it doesn't really make any sense. Like, like a grown-ass adult is like, hmm, I need, I need to get my affairs in order. Hey, MetLife has Charlie Brown on the logo. My kid loves Charlie Brown. I should get that they life insurance. And I had tons of Snoopy shit as a kid. But, and all of it was Christmas related because Snoopy was better at Christmas time. I mean, because they made Charlie Brown almost synonymous with Christmas. Like, they were one and the same trying to see all this stuff because I think it was like the first special they ever made and it, and, it, and it's really good because you have like the Christmas pageant you have the tree you have all the stuff everyone kind of knows from it them ice skating and then them all singing Hark the Herald Angels sing at the end like like you could I think everyone knows how the special goes yeah like I yeah you can like basically reenact it the animation has aged kind of crappily but that's to be expected there wasn't a lot of money put into it well it was made back in the 60s I mean and it has that 60s kind of style and charm to it mm-hmm. Peanuts kind of has this weird like kind of 60s vibe to it there's like progressive rock music in a lot of the specials well, I remember that was a big contention when they made the animated movie a couple years ago or whatever. Was how was it gonna look? I I don't I don't know if it's a hot take or not, but I love that movie. I haven't seen all of it yet, so I've seen I, I, the, the parts I've seen. I I enjoyed. It's a great movie. Is it the twenty fifteen one? Yeah, I believe that was it. Yeah, I've also yeah I also haven't seen it. <laughs> it's a great. Honestly, I highly recommend it. I think it's an awesome movie. It looks fantastic. <laughs> story is actually really good i think as to at the core of peanuts is like it, it checks all those boxes it's a it, it's a fantastic movie i don't think it's as good as the specials but it's still a really it, it's better than it probably should be like i was shocked how good it was um and they and it somehow did cgi charlie brown without making it look too weird it, like cgi but like also 2d like 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 charlie like stayed like the character stayed in like the second plane a little bit so it felt like it was just a nicer looking tv special it's like when they take those old cartoons and like uh add like what is it called right of focus it or whatever and it adds in all the spots that they miss and it looks really really good yeah like there's lots of good depth to it it does i I was afraid of what a CGI Charlie Brown was gonna look like. Like, 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 like how? Like, how is he gonna move? Uh, I forget his name. I was thinking how they were gonna do the guy that has all the like dust clouds following him. Oh, Pigpen. Yeah, Pigpen. We had, we actually at work. Funny story. Had huge discussion because the weatherman on air called Pigpen a dirt bag, <laughs> and we had to explain to him that we're pretty sure that there's no Peanuts character named Dirt Bag. <laughs> Okay, now let's rate the big three specials because I think these are the ones that everyone knows. How many? How many total did you say there were, Alex? Forty-four. Forty-five, I, I believe I saw. So there's forty-five uh, specials, and and how many of them can you name? Um, five. I'll test it right now. Yeah, we got the two Thanksgiving ones. Only because you brought that up already. One does. It doesn't count. It doesn't count. It's not special. Oh, all right. Wait, which one is it? It's part of the um, This is America Charlie Brown. Oh, the second. Okay, the Mayflower one is. Okay, so I won't count that. So, yeah, Thanksgiving, Halloween, Valentine's Day, Christmas, Arbor Day. (laughs) (laughs) 
which every I know day. exists, and I think I've seen it, and I think that might be all I can name. I oh, want to talk about the the Valentine's Day one because <laughs> my, so my wife a couple years back she had a Charlie Brown themed Valentine's Day. I got I got a peanuts box of chocolates. I got the Valentine's Day special on DVD, and we watched it. It was actually really really sweet. That said, the Valentine's Day special is disturbing. Yes, it is. <laughs> I Jeez. don't remember it well enough. There's two plots: the, the, the Charlie plot and, and Linus plot. Both are fucked up. Charlie just wants to get a Valentine. Doesn't matter from who or what. Just wants to get one. Is that, the, is, that is this the one where he's stalking the little redhead girl? Yes, that too. What? <laughs> Basically stalking another kid. It's weird. It's great. And then you got Linus who wants to get a Valentine for his teacher. Yeah, he's trying to go 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 with with his teacher. And then he meets an, one the, another girl and she's trying to get a uh, Valentine for her teacher teacher too so it's like wow where's chris hansen yeah yeah it's a very it's so strange and then at the end uh the one girl she's like oh i have a le- leftover valentine here you go charlie brown and forget who, who plays the piano uh schroeder yes yeah, he comes to uh charlie brown's defense like oh he doesn't need your leftover valentine's day blah 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 and also charlie like no no i'll take it i'll take it <laughs> <laughs> i'll be your sloppy seconds don't worry <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's such a bizarre special because again, you have Charlie Brown obsessing over a girl, which he does quite a bit, and I and I am kind of weirded out about that. But also, Linus is trying to bang his teacher. <laughs> I should say bang, but should get with his teacher and gets mad when he finds out she has a boyfriend. Like it was so awkward watching it with with my then fiance now now wife because it's like I was like this is weird. This is not like like there's like no like moral lesson like in Christmas special. It's just, I'm just uncomfortable the entire time. I remember the Easter one too, but I don't, I never actually like seen it in years. But like my grandma had it on VHS tape because she had like all of them on VHS tape, which I'm sure was really expensive back in the day. I'm sure. Well, that was the other thing is watching some of them. You're like, oh, I don't, re- I forget how short they were. Yeah. I remember them feeling like they were a lot longer when I was a kid. Now it's just like, yeah. You look down, you look up, and it's over with, and you're like, oh, yeah, these weren't very long. Which I guess is good. Yeah, they're very concise, you know. I think, yeah, it has, like, it doesn't feel like there's not enough, but also it doesn't feel like there's too much. It's just, like, kind of, like, very well-paced. Yeah, Bill Melendez and Phil Roman, who kind of made them, were, I mean, top top-tier talents. The, they understood what specials needed to be until they went crazy. Because, like, you look at some of the specials later, later on, and they went nuts. Um, I, I even I didn't like see some of these. I didn't know some of these were even like real, but apparently they are. Just just, just like looking looking at some of them. Yeah, I'm kind of curious to look up the year of the Super Bowl, Charlie Brown. <laughs> Yeah, I saw that there's a Super Bowl one. Well, I, I'm from Minneapolis. Um, I'm from the Minneapolis, Minneapolis area, which is where Charles Schultz grew up. So there's peanut stuff everywhere. Like it's a major part of like our state's identity. Like there's statues of Charlie Brown, Snoopy, Linus, uh, Lucy, and the Doghouse all throughout the area. Hmm. Like hundreds of them at major locations to kind of like like show off the the, the different parts of the state. And so, because of that's part of our national day. So, like, we 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 obsess over even when we shouldn't. Like, did either of you go to Camp Snoopy? Yes. It, 
Is that at like a theme park? Or? It was as at the Mall of America. It was their theme park. It was Camp Snoopy. Oh no, I've never been there. And it's one of those things that I think a lot of people forgot was real. Oh, but, I remember. I remember very clearly because that's we. That's when I was obsessed with Snoopy, and we went. I mean, it was it was a good park. It still exists now. It's just themed after Nickelodeon. It's the same exact theme park. Half the rides with the are, are still the same. They just changed just Snoopy. This changed Snoopy to SpongeBob. <laughs> one, it, it, it was changed from Linus to Barnyard, which is hilarious to me. <laughs> but point where's, uh, is, where's Biggie's Doctor Pig? <laughs> I diagnosed you with dead. <laughs> um, but peanuts, ha- I was basically forced to like peanuts just based on where I lived. But that said, it it did play a a large role in in my childhood, and even I think, like I would consider peanuts. I don't I don't think you guys would agree with me. I consider it to to be a dead franchise now, at least in the states. Yeah, you don't hear yeah. other than the specials for nostalgia reasons. I you don't see a lot of stuff about it. Well, especially like think about it. There's 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 forty five specials, and yet most. It's the only ones that people know and still watch are like three of them. Yeah. Maybe Valentine's Day and Easter for some families, but for the most part, it's Halloween, Thanksgiving, Christmas. Oh, I've seen the Easter one too. I forgot. I almost forgot about that one. Yeah, I, I've seen that too. But like, do you do you still watch it? Uh, I haven't <laughs> for a while, but I pro I probably will this next time. Well, I know. Is, is I that know. just is that is, is that because of you? Or because of Sam? That's because of Sam. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I know. Looking through these lists of uh specials i must be thinking i must have seen the, one of the movies or whatever i remember the i'm going on a car trip or whatever and that's the thing too is i know i've seen a lot of these but i can't tell you which one's which yeah i mean some of them are weird like they made like multiple christmas ones yet yet only like the main one um still airs like they made one in the, in the 90s that i just saw that i've never seen but apparently exists um that no 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 longer airs just the 50 year old one does or is it how old is the Christmas one is that 60 years old yet? Uh, has got to nope. be no, it, it's 65, so it's 50, 56 years old, or going on 56 years 54, old. 50, 50, yeah, 56, yeah, still old to still be airing. I mean, that's still, I mean, is there anything else during that time period that really still airs? Grinch was Grinch 60s or was Grinch 70s? Oh. I think that was also 60s, but I could be wrong. No, I don't want the 2008 film. <laughs> 66. Okay, so so the year after Charlie Brown, so around that time, I mean, and and they're still big. But a lot of these, is this where I bring out all the weird shit now? Are we at that stage? <laughs> I, I think so. I think so. Like, these are the ones that don't air. I sent you guys some clips. Maybe we'll do a stream where we can react to them in real time. But, so these are some of my favorite curated penis moments. This one I didn't send a clip of because there's no real clip to to, 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 to show. Uh, I'm, I'm going to look up the actual special quick. But there's a special where... The penis gang is introduced to a girl with cancer. Oh. Oh, and the whole episode is Linus falling for this girl with cancer. Ooh. It's actually this- a really sweet episode. Except it's called Why Charlie Brown Why? <laughs> it was released in 1990. And the girl who had cancer is never seen again. I would think so. <laughs> um, so it, it's one of those where it's like, good message. 
but but what were they thinking in, in a lot of ways? So that's why Charlie Brown. Why now going back to the show? This is America Charlie Brown. They should do the D Day episode, or this was a D Day episode. Was it this America Charlie Brown? There, 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 there's yeah, a yeah. D Day Charlie yeah. Brown special or show where line which I sent you guys a clip up, mm-hmm. and in it Linus reads in Flanders Field. <laughs> It's one of the most hilariously depressing things ever. I'd say. Because it's... Because, like, why is this... Why is Charlie Brown handling this? And this is something that, like... That that whole show kind of went too heavy-handed with was the depressing parts of American history. But I guess is the story needs to be told? I don't know. People are weird. Now we're on to one of my favorites, which is Flash Beagle. <laughs> so apparently, Charles Schultz was obsessed with the movie Flashdance. And decided that he wanted to make a special based off of that. So he, he, he made a musical parody breakdance movie where in it Snoopy basically follows the path of Flashdance and why when they, were so it, they actually got the stunt dancer from Flashdance to do Snoopy's dances in the movie and they rotoscoped over her oh wow so I guess I sent you guys the video of, of, of the Flash Beagle song of Snoopy dancing. That's like the actual, it's the actual Flash dance dancer. Isn't there like five of them? There, there's a few, but I think she's like the main one. Marine, or one of the main ones. Oh, she, yeah, she wasn't credited. Well, was she credited? Well, she wasn't credited because they didn't want it. Because they didn't want it to be known that that Jennifer Beals wasn't doing the dancing. They wanted to lie and make it seem like, like that the dancer and actress were the same person. Even though you can very clearly tell that they are not. <laughs> Considering her body, and I'm pretty sure we learned in college that at one point it was a dude. Yeah. So that's so that's so that's so that's Flash Beagle, and now we're on to my personal favorite of all of these, because this one is so weird that it needs to be shared, and that is the girl in the red truck, Charlie Brown. <laughs> I don't know why this special exists. <laughs> it doesn't feature Charlie Brown or Snoopy, and it instead follows Snoopy's brother Spike. <laughs> Who is one of the creepiest cartoon characters I've ever met? Or I've ever seen. I, I hated him as a kid. The the disturbing mustache. <laughs> yeah, it's the weird mustache. Just your dreams. <laughs> like, I, I can't imagine how that dog smells. <laughs> anyway, it's a, we're going to check Charlie Brown. Was it was a special re- released in 1988 that is a mix of live action and animation following his following Snoopy, Snoopy's brother Spike as he encounters this random girl in the red truck played by Charles Schultz's daughter and helps her with her relationship problems. It is so bizarre and just creepy too. Like I sent you that, that one clip where it's like, there's these couple having have like a relationship issue. There's this cartoon dog <laughs> just hanging out and eating in the background as the world's worst porno happens behind him. <laughs> 
So because he because and part of it was was that he was so obsessed with Cooper and Richard Rabbit, he wanted to, to, to try some something new, and it, it it just it just didn't work. <laughs> yeah, it's especially when the cartoon doesn't look like it belongs in the world at all. Well, yeah, like, how is this a peanut special? And of course, obviously, it wasn't well received critically. People hated it because, <laughs> because yeah, because what the hell was this? And Charles Schultz really desperately wanted it to, to be like his magnum opus, which is really kind of bizarre to think about. And that to me is my favorite. Look it up. Maybe we'll do a stream where we watch some clips from this stuff. I don't know if we can legally watch the whole special. A- Apple will do the shit out of us. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think Apple has this one. <laughs> Because you can watch it on YouTube in full. And, and this was, I think, one of the rare ones that's like an hour long. No wonder it sucked. <laughs> and, and it came after the second musical. So, like, this is not something that people don't know about the Peanuts Gang. Most people have heard of the stage musical, You're a Good Man, Charlie Brown. It's not really big on Broadway, but it, it's it's like the community theater darling right now. I'm, if you live in a small town, I'm sure that your community theater has performed it at some point. But the fact that there's two Snoopy Broadway shows, because there's that one and there's also Snoopy the musical, that and both got TV show, TV special adaptations. Which I think goes to show how big this franchise was. But like in this one, Snoopy sings. There's like a great, there's like a great pumpkin number. This this franchise is so bizarre. Like 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 we talked about some some weird specials just now. I guarantee you that it's not all of them. Definitely not. I mean, it's it's weird to think because now we we, 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 we we wouldn't expect there to be two Broadway shows from the Peanuts gang. We wouldn't expect all these movies because like there were I think there were four theatrical movies before the most recent one. One of them I think it's the Race for Life, Charlie, Charlie, Charlie Brown. I loved as a kid. That's the one where they're on like a river rafting Mad Max style race. Yeah, see, I've never seen I've never seen any of the movies. I, I haven't was, seen the specials. That think, was a ton of fun. I think I saw that one. That sounds familiar. It aired on Harder Network quite a bit back in the 90s. But that, that one is great. I, I, I actually really like that one. Um, but, there, but, but there was just so, so much. And I think that's partially why we don't see much of it anymore. Is it Bikina's oversaturation of the characters? And I think they started to be seen more as mascots, right? Because they're on theme parks like Camp Snoopy, which which had walk around characters of like not just Snoopy but also Charlie Brown, Lucy, Linus, and costumes of people are weird looking. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) they really are disturbing. Like like like. Just Alex probably just re- might remember them, but just look up the Camp Snoopy walk around characters. They're they're weird. Well, I can just remember like going to like 
somewhere and like like a shaggy walk around and that was creepy enough. I, I oh six flags to Chicago. Yeah. I've seen that shaggy. That thing is scary. <laughs> that thing is really scary looking. It's like they never get the uh, head right. Yeah, yeah. This one, I'm looking at them now. Yeah, these don't look right. And and, and we still have a Charlie Brown Brown theme park. We have Planet Snoopy at Valley Fair. Snoopy looks high off his ass. <laughs> Snoopy does look weird. Well, they gave him, like, the half-lit eyes and everything. Well, I think part of it is, like, these characters being on mascots. Just, just how, like, like the, like the peanut story, story kind of goes, it is kind of weird to think of them as, like, welcome to a theme park kind of thing, but it's like a small child. Yeah, just Charlie Brown. I hope you have a better day than me. Have fun. <laughs> have fun on the theme park. I'm not allowed to go on the rides. I get <laughs> And I'm pretty sure one of the mascots kissed me once, like on the cheek. I'm pretty sure thinking about it now. I don't know why I'm remembering that, but like <laughs> But I also think it does kind of cheapen the brand of the character the brand of the characters when they're like that. Because I mean, we talked about with the Christmas special, right? There's depth to that story. There's a message there. And to me that gets cheapened when 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 the, the character kinda of like with Mickey Mouse, same thing. Oh, but that yeah, that's been beaten so far that it's impossible to remember anything. But but I think Snoopy's getting there. I mean, kids are going to see him as that life insurance dog. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I think we had, I think my dad had some Snoopy comics from back when he was a kid that he shared with me. So, so, so I knew that the character had, had other, had a prior existence, but not, not kids. These, 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 these days won't. I mean, that's the thing too, is like, if you're going to, 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 to a theme park, are kids going to be excited for a Snoopy theme park even anymore? No, just cause it's not around as much anymore. Maybe mm-hmm. like, that's lame, dad. And the dad's like, you shut up. This was my childhood. Take me to Disney World, not cheap off-brand Disney World. <laughs> I want to go to Adventures Land. No. No, it's okay. Although Valley Fair is almost just as expensive now. It's not cheap. It's not getting any cheaper. Well, and and well, when that theme park, too, is... Like, Camp Snoopy was like... I thought had really good theming. It was kind of a cheap thing, but it was like... It was themed after a camp. And so you had that theming with theming of like, oh, Snoopy's at the campsite, all that stuff. The new one, Planet Snoopy, is just them slapping Peanuts characters on like roller coaster cards. Like, yeah, the right, the right Snoopy themed. Oh, here's Pigpen's face on something. Just slap a sticker on it and say, well, it's just like merchandising in general. It's like, this t shirt costs five bucks. Slap this logo on, 30 bucks. <laughs> It's not just a plain T-shirt. It's a plain Snoopy T-shirt. Don't you don't you see the little logo in the corner? Under the armpit where no one can see it. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it also shows just how big I think the Snoopy brand was at once, and it still is big. It's dead in the sense that we don't see it actively used. Even you know Apple is using it. The problem is nobody has Apple TV Plus. Mm-hmm. So it's like no one cares. No one cares to have a new Snoopy show. When did when did they buy Snoopy and all that? They didn't, they didn't necessarily buy Snoopy because I think I think HBO Max had some peanut stuff on it up until a little while ago. I think it was just last year though. I think it was Apple TV Plus started to start buying the rights to some of the specials. Okay, I, I was just curious because it's like now I kind of think about it, it's like yeah they were in a lot of commercials and stuff and now it's kind of like yeah you don't see that anymore. Well, I I just think people don't care as much. I think is this I think is a simple fact. Well, also who, yeah, that, who, who cares about peanuts characters on life insurance? 
And it probably won't get better with Apple having the rights because they're going to be seen less. So, like, it'll yeah. probably fade more because of that. Yeah, yeah. Apple's business move actually is going to, I think, damage that brand severely mm-hmm. because now the exposure is gone. I mean, you're and and the specials. I mean, Valentine's Day one was like five bucks. My wife said, but if you want like the Christmas one on DVD or Blu-ray, it's ridiculously expensive. Like how? It's how three dollar Blu-ray because they because they package all of them. For a special. Because they package all of them t- together. I was gonna say, um, I think it's the combo pack. It's got, it's got the big ones. I don't think you you, you can just buy the Christmas one on, one, one, one by itself. Okay, you can on Blu-ray for twelve dollars at Target. It's not too bad. I know it was more than that initially, but that's because Warner has the rights, I think, for home video. Well, that's better. Really that's better. It's a really good too about Charlie Brown. It's like the rights for everything are so kind of messed up. Like, like cer- cer- certain movies are owned by certain people. This special owned by this this group, but Apple owns these rights. Like, it's it's this weird mishmash. I mean, someone's making a bunch of money. I guess I don't know how much money Warner's making. I'm sure. I'm sure they were super happy about the Apple thing because people yeah, no, were just gonna buy our Blu-rays. Yeah, because they're gonna buy the Blu-ray because they, they want to buy Apple, which which is hilarious. But even then, twelve dollars, in my opinion, for a twenty-minute special is is kind of a lot. Unless it's got some good bonus features. Yeah, do so. You can buy the the three holiday pack for twenty, which I would do. But does that have all of them, or is it? Or is it? Because I've seen some of them. It's the Christmas one, but it's the not Christmas. It's not Trevor on Christmas. It's one of the other Christmas ones. And that's how they get. Yeah, this has this has the Christmas one, Thanksgiving, and Great Pumpkin. For twenty, that it's a good deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you, it's a little more if you want the 4K. <laughs> Who would if you want, want that crisp ass Charlie Brown? <laughs> if you want it to look so good, it actually looks kind of bad. Yeah, I was gonna say 4K with that. It's like holy crap. That. Who, who would like that special's not gonna look good in 4K? I barely doubt it looks good in Blu-ray. <laughs> well, that's like I watched the I watched the Halloween special on the, on the PBS area, and which was in HD. It didn't look great. Would that but that there's a charm to it though? With it not looking that that good. I mean, that's, yeah, it's a charm. Like, I, I could see myself buying these on Blu-ray just for when I have kids. For for some reason, they're taken off of something and never shown again. <laughs> Which, I mean, yeah, that's the thing is. about about physical media, right? You own it, so that way you, you can forever have it. Yeah. Yep. That's why I like physical media sometimes. Whereas my deluxe special edition peanuts that comes with uh, stuff... Uh, Snoopy and a Pez dispensing Charlie Brown. <laughs> oh, I had those. I had those. I had a Snoopy one. I, I might have had a Snoopy one. I might have. See, I always wanted the, the Snoopy snow cone maker and never got one. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. I didn't probably, well, honestly, it's probably because the parents were like, we, we, we want to clean that shit up. The last thing you want to do is give a kid something that makes food, <laughs> makes snow cones. <laughs> I mean, that, 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 that is asking for trouble. Oh, look, it's the colored liquid stuff. Why is it on the carpeting? <laughs> yeah, the couch. exactly. <laughs> and the couch. I, yeah, and I, in the bed. I, and that's right. On the I walls. Had peanut action figures. There's peanut action figures? From like 15 years ago, I just remembered. I had them from my Target. And it was like, they were super weird because they came with like accessories. So I had, so I, I had Snoopy, Charlie Brown, Linus, and I think Sally. But I also had like the wall 
that, that, that they're always talked on. I had that wall. I had the kite eating tree. I had a bunch of stuff. I had a lot. Honestly, thinking back, I might have liked peanuts more as a kid than I thought I did. Oh, these are weird looking. <laughs> oh, did you like them? Yeah, well, uh, I don't know if it was what you had, but just. Send a pick. I'll verify. Okay. Now, I guess the question that I'll ask you guys is if you guys do you guys see yourself if you have kids do you guys see yourself make, keep, make, keeping these peanut specials if you don't have kids do you guys see yourself keeping the peanut specials as part of your traditions or is this one of those things where it's like I like to ask a kid but I'm going to forget it well we already are right now so <laughs> like yeah, like like I said, we watched the the Halloween one, and we're gonna watch the other one. So yeah, that's already happening. I mean, I still watch them like every holidays I, well, when I so, see them. So Alex, so does that mean Sam, who is gonna be listening? So um, so be careful what you say. Does that mean she like is she a big Peanuts fan? Yeah, well, like we both watched them as kids and stuff and like thought it would be fun to watch that one and liked watching it so yeah then we're adding those but yeah so she watched them as a kid too see helena does not like them at all (laughs) (laughs) she i wouldn't hate might be too strong but she 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 does not enjoy them she 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 doesn't necessarily like how mean-spirited they kind of are at times Mm -hmm. um so it's like i was watching the christmas lunch like oh really why <laughs> she bought me the Valentine's Day one. That's because she she knew I liked them. So why not? <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. Like in, in my family, yeah, like my my mom especially really liked them a lot. So we watched them. So yeah, I would I would want to you know carry that on. I miss. See, I was more of a Garfield kid than, than Peanuts. If I had to choose. Oh, see, I like the I like the Garfield comic strip more, but the specials, I I enjoyed the Peanuts ones more. Although I do remember like some of the the Garfield ones. Garfield Christmas slaps. Yeah, that's a good, that was a good one. Like I really like Garfield. Now voice now also voiced by Chris Pratt. <laughs> His agents. As, I, I, all of your favorite characters. His agent's a busy guy. Everyone on Twitter going, "How dare he voice Garfield?" <laughs> no one cares about Garfield anymore. No one has Why a. Why is he playing Calvin? <laughs> no, he'll be Hobbs, and then Tom. Uh, God damn it! What's his name? Who's Spider Man? Tom, Tom Holland. Tom, be, Tom Holland. He'll be Calvin. <laughs> see, I love Calvin Hobbs so much, but we'll never see a movie because they'll never give the rights away. Mm-hmm. Bill Watterson has said that he he actually hates um, comic strip people, artists, cartoonists that, that license their characters. I saw, I saw a documentary on him, and he got into a male male arg- argument with with Berkeley Breath, who who did Bloom County. Um, Opus. It's kind of a more more obscure one. I do remember seeing a lot special. of. I do remember seeing a lot of like they were trying to get the rights or whatever, and it's like no, nope. just for what Calvin Hobbes or what? Yeah, for Calvin Hobbes. Yeah, and you know, yourself. I mean, he. I believe he drew a picture of one of Berkeley Bread's characters having horrible things done to them by like a, by like a stereotypical businessman. Like very very graphic things I can't say <laughs> on a podcast. <laughs> because, and he's got to make enough money off those book sales that he's probably fine. But he could have made, I mean, 
What is Charles Schultz's like estate's net worth? It's gotta be stupid. I'm looking up right now. It's gotta be something ridiculous. So $65 million is what his estate is worth. That's less than I was thinking, but apparently that's just the estate now because I, I think, but I think at one point he had grossed, I think I think the franchise was a $1.8 billion franchise. Because mm-hmm. it was everywhere. I mean, Garfield's the only other comic strip character other than Snoopy that, 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 that I think has been arguably more places. Mm-hmm. Of course, we have the cinematic masterpiece, uh, Garfield 2, A Tale of Two Kitties. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm going to look up here. The only film Bill Murray ever regrets. Most comic strip characters. I'm, I'm, I'm curious. I'm trying to see like, like the value of different franchises. Okay, yeah, I can't, I can't find much. Oh, actually, for Garfield, it looks like the reported licensing international for Garfield right now, according to FoxBusiness.com, is seven hundred fifty million to one billion dollars. That's of June nineteenth, twenty twenty. Wow. So, so Garfield, but how comic strips work is very low. That money will, will go to Jim Davis. Like, same with Charles Schultz. He's probably only worth that much because a lot of that money that he made doing Peanuts <laughs> did not go to him. It went to the people that published it. Garfield's still, is Garfield still kind of going on? Yeah, barely. I think Viacom bought him, like, bought the whole rights. So, so cause I think Garfield's going to get a Nickelodeon show soon. And, of course, that movie. Oh, never mind. Jim Davis is reported worth, according to CelebrityNetworth.com, is $800 million. Oh. <laughs> nice. Not, how is he worth that much, but the Schultz estate only worth 60 mil? That, that can't be right, right? How is Garfield's creator worth more than 10 times the amount of the Peanuts creator? Whatever. It's not my job. <laughs> That's just bizarre to me. Let's get that. Where's Where's the comic strip cinematic universe? C C C U C S C U. Yeah, Garfield teaming up with Snoopy. Um, I don't read comic strips that much, so I'm not quite sure. Calvin and Hobbes. We've already run out of our options. Well, when, did that just get, when did that just get added to the Riverdale universe? Oh God! Ah! <laughs> oh. <laughs> isn't that based? Isn't that based off a comic strip of Archie? Well, Archie's a comic book. Nah, 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 nah. Strip. Oh, it's, okay. Strips. There's there's Popeye, Hagar the Horrible. Um, a lot of these are just characters that had comic strips. These aren't like comic strip characters. People come on. Doonesbury. I will say, this isn't Peanuts related, but if you guys want a laugh, what, read Garfield minus Garfield. Oh, I see that. It's incredible. For people that don't know, it's Garfield strips where Garfield's re- removed from them, so it's just John speaking to himself. <laughs> and it's so funny. It completely changes the meaning of, of that series from, from a fat cat who loves lasagna to a middle-aged man going through an emotional crisis. <laughs> God, it's so good. I guess I, I I never finished my ranking of Charlie Brown specials. One is probably Christmas, two is Thanksgiving, three is is Halloween. I don't four is Halloween because number one's Girl in the Red Truck. 
one one final note about peanuts though that I do think is kind of not necessarily bizarre is just how kind of a, a weird guy Charles Schultz was in a lot of ways. He was very much an artist mind, um, and how we got it's it's how we got Christmas special. Girl in the red truck, Charlie Brown. Where he, he tried different things, he had different visions, and sometimes worked, sometimes did. Yeah, at least he tried different things. It's how we got 45 specialists yet. We can only, can only name like three, a, like a tenth. Of <laughs> but I still like I, I still watch them. Um, there's just something calming about those characters, right? Like you see something with Snoopy, and it, and it's kind of reassuring. You hear the music, you know. Yeah. Takes you back to when you were a kid. Well, that's something about Peanuts that Charles Schultz got right. Is just I, I can't mention this earlier, but I guess we can, we can go more in depth now at the end. Is just it understood Peanuts understood children. It understood children's mindsets. And and there's some there's innocent vibe to it. Just kids being kids. That in some ways he he got wrong. Cause some ways like like the Valentine's Day one is just kind of weird. Creepy. <laughs> but in other ones like like Christmas and Halloween especially, there's this enduring innocence to it. And I think it's part of why it's still so beloved. Is we can identify with the characters. We all know a Charlie Brown. We all know a Linus, a Lucy, a Sally, a Schroeder. Don't know many pig pens, but probably a good thing. <laughs> we all we all know people that kind of fall in fall into those different categories, and and that's the kind of stories that I think survive are the ones that we continue to kind of see our past. It, may, it makes us think of back of when we were kids, like you said, Justin. Mm-hmm. Also, I forgot to have read this. One final note. Do either of you play the game Snoopy, Snoopy versus the Red Baron on PS2? I don't believe I did. No. I forgot to put this in my weird Snoopy section, but it's a legit World War One fight, like airplane fighting game where you play as Snoopy. And it's awesome. It is insanely hard but you were legit in battles as snoopy <laughs> going around europe fighting or dog fighting enemies at one point i think you like you blow up warships with like bomb like bomb runs and stuff <laughs> it's a game i i think was it charlie brown who's kidnapped by the enemy at one but germans at one point it's it's weird it's a weird freaking game but but but, but i owned it for, for for a couple um they own them with PC and PS2. I don't think I ever played this, but for some reason this looks very familiar. It was at Best Buy. It was like, I think one of those games that you saw at at Best Buys. Yeah. Yeah, like there's nothing. Yeah, I've seen on, that cover. There's nothing about it on Wikipedia, but it's like it's such a good game. I was trying to find the plot of it to see who got kidnapped because there is a character who gets kidnapped, and, and they have to rescue him in like legit World War in like legit World War One battlefields. Like I think at one point you fight over trenches and stuff. And the multiplayer is extremely fun because it's it's dogfighting. It's a game that it's better than it has any right to actually be. I just wanted to give a shout out to it. it says, according to Wiki, it says it ki- kidnaps Charlie Brown. And it's Charlie Brown that gets kidnapped. Okay, yeah. cool. Which well, I remember playing it and I was like, what the hell is going on? Why did the Germans kidnap Charlie Brown? <laughs> 
so weird, but so much fun. But yeah, that's Peanuts. That's a rambling on Charlie Brown weird stuff. Watch the specials. Watch them on TV. Yeah. Okay. Show Apple you don't want to pay for the classics. They can keep the red truck. Just give us back the holiday specials. <laughs> no, 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 no. Where is the red truck? Give me the HD restoration of red truck. <laughs> I want a criterion level remaster of red truck. But, but yeah, watch them watch on TV. Watch them on TV. Show, get, let your voice be heard. Keep, keep, keep spreading them. Um... You know, all the other classical specials and stuff too. Don't let them die out. Just so I guess this is, this is fun reminiscing with you guys about random Snoopy stuff. Like my plush Snoopy from Camp Snoopy. It's always fun reminiscing. Um, so this was fun. We'll have to figure out what else we can do to do, do this with. Maybe something I think we're all more slightly knowledgeable on. Yeah. Past the. Because you guys don't have the autism brain that made you read Snoopy comics way past the appropriate age. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's Charlie Brown. You, you, you can find the specials right now on Apple TV Plus, or you can, or as you should, watch them on PBS at some point in the coming year. Don't worry, we won't market it. You'll have to Google search it, but it'll be on there eventually. Thank you guys so much for for watching. This has been Idiot Plot. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to Idiot Plot. You can find us on Spotify, Anchor FM, Google Podcasts, and YouTube. Be sure to subscribe and hit the bell to get a notification every time we drop a new episode. Also, follow us on Facebook and Letterboxd. The links are in the description.